2: Kelly show. Let's have some fun. and It is going to be a fun night tonight. We have, well, there's a midget. He's upset that other midgets are getting movie rules. Yes. That is the kind of thing we're going to talk about tonight. And also there are minor things like the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court has a justice retiring. I'll get to that in just a second. I'll, get, I'll give you the real story behind the justice retiring in the Supreme Court. We have an actor, a New York actor, Michael Rappaport. He filmed a crime in New York. We're going to have a talk about accountability. Accountability from you, from me, from everybody. We're going to take calls tonight. We're going to have a blast. Joe Biden has all kinds of incoherent rambling. You know what, Chris? We can't make people wait for this. Here's the fearless commander-in-chief from today. I'm just going to demur
1: on that one. But it's really an honor to be here. Thank you for inviting me to, to this event. And and I just want to say that... Come on, that, guys. Let's move this. Let's, I, I just wanted to say you. that... Oh,
2: um, I, I think that climate change is the existential crisis of our time. Okay. I'm not sure. I'm not, I, I'm not really sure what was being said there, but you know what? Thank you, Joe Biden for being man enough to step up and clear it up.
3: But, uh, um, I uh, might point out your uh, when I went to Dearborn driving that, uh, you know, uh, it was up there. I don't know, man. It, it uh, I think the press thought I was crazy. I enjoyed it so much going up and, uh your new EV factory and uh, and that uh, that Hummer.
2: <laughs> Thanks, Joe. <laughs> All right, so that's enough of that. That's that's Joe Biden being crazy. Let's de- let's deal with the big news of the day before we get to New York City's Michael Rapaport upset about New York City crime. Let, 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 let's set that aside. Let's get to the big news of the day. The big news of the day is this Stephen Breyer. He's the Supreme court justice. He's 9,000 years old. He's retiring. Now look, it came out after this was the hot news all day long. Breyer's retiring. And then it came out about 15 minutes before the show started (laughs) that Breyer didn't really want that information out. That was supposed to be quiet. And because no one can keep a secret anymore but me, it just got leaked to the press right away. But either way, okay, whatever. Breyer's retiring. Why? If you're a sweet, innocent dove, like maybe you are. Maybe you're a sweet, innocent dove. You probably look at this and say to yourself, well, he's old. He wants to spend time with his wife. He's a, a big fisherman. I have I have no idea if he is, by the way, but he's a big fisherman. He wants to go up to Montana and catch trout like a river runs through it. He's served his country. He's calling it a day. No. That's how you think. That's how I think. I, full disclosure here, no, I'm not about to quit. Don't 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 get worried. I'm gonna have a blast for as many years as they allow me before they fire me. I will not be doing my radio show and working when I'm in my 80s. If, Lord willing, I'm financially able to do so, I'm going to retire and you're not going to see or hear from me anymore. I'm going to be at a cabin in the mountains. I'm going to be uh, on a beach in Florida somewhere or Mexico if I feel like getting shot at. I, I am going to go away and be gone. That's how I think. That's how you think. Communists don't think this way. They think things through the prism of their religion at all times. Stephen Breyer is a communist. We all know this. This is well-established by now. A card-carrying communist. He didn't wake up this morning on January 26th. Chris, is that the date? I always worry my watch is going to be off. Anyway, he, he woke up. He didn't wake up this morning on January 26th and say, just for the good of my nation, It's time for me to hit the old dusty trail. I've been doing this too long. No. Stephen Breyer woke up and he thought about a conversation or several conversations he's had with other very powerful people within the Communist Party in this country. Probably billionaires, undoubtedly other politicians No, they're not separate branches by any stretch of the imagination. Let's put away that childlike dream. They all work together. They all talk through back channels at all times. And this was the situation. This is what they discussed. And this is why you should be happy today. Breyer does want to retire. But he didn't have a date on it. They got with Breyer and they said, hey, uh, have you seen the poll numbers? Justice Breyer, have you seen the poll numbers, buddy? Democrat control of the Senate is already very, very narrow. Democrat control of the Senate is probably going to be non-existent post-2022. If you're planning on retiring at any point within the next decade, we need you to do it right freaking now. Justice Breyer, go ahead and move on. And in case you're wondering how this looks backroom deal wise, allow me to, you know what, let's do a little, let's do a little story time with Jesse. I wasn't planning on this, but it just popped into my head. This is how politics actually works. It's just as dirty as you think. Longtime listeners will remember this, but I was running for Congress in Arizona. I was the only Republican in the race. It was not thought to be winnable. I was running against Gabrielle Giffords. Remember, I wasn't a politician. I just got out of the Marines. I was working construction. I just got mad and ran for office, like I tell you to do. Just run for office. All of a sudden, it looks like it's going to be the year of the Tea Party. A bunch of other people start getting in the primary, including this big-shot state senator who was the establishment guy. All the big money, GOP money went after went for him. You know, They all thought I was this fire-breathing nut job, which, frankly, is not out of line. But they all wanted me out of the race. I was far to the right of him. And I guess I could give a good speech and I was busted in my butt. I was at every meeting. I was at everything. I was, at, I was strong enough for, for, for them to consider me a concern, which considering I ended up beating the pants off him, they were right to be concerned. But I eventually get a phone call one day. And a phone call was actually from someone I knew. It wasn't from the guy who I was running against. It wasn't from someone working for his campaign. It was someone I considered to be maybe not a friend, but certainly an acquaintance. If we, if we, if I walked into red lobster, which I'm definitely going to do tonight. And I saw him sitting at the bar having a beer, which is underrated in red lobster, beer and cheddar bay biscuits. Don't shake your head, Chris. Anyway, if I walked in red lobster and saw him having a beer, it would. We were close enough. We'd have to have a beer together. It'd be awkward if we didn't. So he gives me a call and he tells me this. Hey Jesse, you know what's about to happen? And I said, uh, No. What's about to happen? He said, This guy's camp. There's all the powers that be that that run this guy's camp. They're about to give you a phone call, and here's what they're gonna say. They want you to drop out of this race for Congress and run for state house here in Arizona. And, and, here's what they're going to tell you. If you run for state house, they're going to financially back you. You'll have all the money in the world for campaign commercials and stuff like that. And I need to clarify for everyone who's wondering, yes, this is all illegal. If the candidate had come to me and said this, if he'd come to me and tried to bribe me out of the race or someone in his his camp had tried to, that's illegal. That's against the law. And I said, okay, well, they can call all they want. The answer is no. And as you can imagine, I had some choice words for them to even think they could bribe me. You know, I was all high and mighty about the whole thing. Click. And then I go call my campaign people and I say, you're not going to believe what's about to happen. And one of my guys on my campaign was this grizzled campaign veteran. He said, Jesse, you can tell you're brand new at this. The call to bribe you out of the race isn't about to happen. It just happened. That was the phone call. They got to one of your friends to get a hold of you so it didn't seem dirty. And that was the bribe phone call. They wanted to get your answer. And clearly, by what you said to him, you gave him the answer. What I'm about to tell you is something I don't know for a fact, but I bet you a lot of money, what I'm about to tell you, was 100% true. True. Justice Breyer was given an extra incentive to retire at the time he's retiring now. Probably not going to threaten a guy like that. Mark my words, Justice Breyer, he's going to land someplace really, really, really soft about the time he walks out of the Supreme Court. Really, really soft. Let's just put it to you this way. Just just call it a Jesse Kelly prediction. Chris, go ahead and write this one down. I bet Mrs. Breyer, if there is one, I don't even know the guy's family situation. I bet Mrs. Breyer, have a couple extra diamonds on her on her ears and fingers. Mark my words, it's a dirty business. That's how it happens. That's why it happened that way. And this ain't any different than anything else. All right, let's talk about Michael Rappaport, New York City. He's mad about the crime. Hang on. Jesse Kelly show and it is going to be a great day before I forget though we are moving into the new studio this week this week what does that mean you don't get to hear the brand new ask Dr. Jesse Jesse Kelly show on Friday don't get me wrong we got a a best of planned and whatnot you don't get to hear it because we're physically moving the equipment from this studio into that studio Well, I should say someone else's. Look, I'm an important celebrity. All right, Don't put that figure away, Chris. Chris will, of course, be breaking his back. I plan on, just so you know, I plan on bringing a cooler full of beer, and I'm going to sit there in the entryway, and I'm just going to point things out. No, that doesn't go there. It's going to be fantastic. But all that said, I understand I can't cheat you out of an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. So tomorrow is going to be an Ask Dr. Jesse Thursday. What does that mean for you? Well, if you're a new listener, I realize we have a lot of them. On Fridays, we do Ask Dr. Jesse. It's an Ask Me Anything show, the entire show, all three hours. There's no phone calls. There's no guests. There's hardly even any stories. It's just whatever questions you email in to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessiekellyshow.com. They do not have to be political. They can be stupid. That's fine. It can be about history or men or women or employment or, or, or food. We love talking food. Whatever. Email it to jesse at com, and the entire show is your emails. All right, before I get to this Michael Rappaport, New York City thing, I do want to get to something else here about the about the Justice Breyer announcement. Of course, Justice Stephen Breyer, Supreme Court, this is the news of the day. No one can talk about anything else. This is what he had to say. Every justice
3: has the right and opportunity to decide what he or she is going to do and announce it on their own. There has been no announcement from Justice Breyer. Let him make whatever statement he's going to make, and I'll be happy to talk about it later. Thank you so much.
2: That's Joe Biden acting like he was caught off guard by this whole thing instead of being intimately involved in arranging this whole thing. Now, I I did skip over something that is important. Joe Biden. (laughs) Joe Biden had previously said on camera back in 2020 that he was going to nominate a black woman, to be on the Supreme Court. Now, let's just pause for a moment. And do you have the actual audio of that, Chris? Chris doesn't... I don't need the audio of it. Let's pause for a moment, and let's just just break down how insane that is. The Supreme Court of the United States of America, that is the high court. That is... That's the most important court, the high court of the nation. And the communists in this country are so insane that they will take these critically important roles and they will hand them out based on gender and skin color. And, oh, in case you're wondering, well, I mean, maybe he'll go back on that. Jen Psaki was asked about it today, and they don't sound like they're going back on it.
4: So let's say hypothetically, Supreme Court Justice was to retire does president biden plan to honor his pledge to nominate a black woman to the court
5: well i've commented on this previously the president has uh, stated and reiterated his commitment to nominating a black woman to the supreme court and certainly uh stands by that um, for today again uh, i'm just not going to Uh, be able to say anything about uh, any specifics until, of course, uh, Justice Breyer makes any uh, announcement should he decide to make an announcement.
2: And this is what I want to talk about right here before I get to this New York City thing. This is partially why we lose, though. It's a big part of why we lose. And this is what I mean, because you look at this and I look at this and we roll our eyes, and we smack our hands on our foreheads, and we say, oh, who are these nutballs? That's an important job, and you're handing it out based on skin color or gender? What, What are you doing? And yes, it's wrong. What they're doing is wrong. It's disgusting. It's terrible. But remember, they're winning for a reason. Government has grown. They've taken over all the cultural institutions for a reason. They're winning because they're interested In winning. When they get an opportunity to nominate someone for the Supreme Court, they're going to pick the most nutball, identity politics loving communist they can find who lives, eats, breathes, and sleeps, destroying every single thing you love and every single thing you care about. They're going to nominate somebody who only lives to destroy you. What do we do? Every time. Maybe you've said these words yourself. I I probably have too. I'm not pointing fingers. What do we do every time? You know what I really want? I I just want someone who abides by the constitution. I just look, I want someone who will who will properly interpret the law. I I can we just have a a, a real strict constitutionalist guys? That's why we lose. And I know, honestly, I know that sucks, right? Because I wish, I wish we occupied a country where I could just want that. No, just give me a constitutionalist. So just interpret the law. Well, that was 100 years ago, maybe even 50 years ago. Those days are gone. I'll be frank with you, and I'm not telling you to agree with me. I understand I'm a bad person, but I'm an anti-communist. You know what I want on the Supreme Court? I want a fire-breathing anti-communist who goes to sleep every single day dreaming about destroying everything communists love. I want an anti-communist who wakes up in the morning and rolls over and smiles thinking about all the communism he's going to light on fire that day. That's what I want. I don't want to play by rules anymore when they don't. When they don't. If we're out there playing football and I've decided, hey, the ref wants us to play with one hand behind our, back, behind our backs, guys, and they're not playing that way, we're going to lose. It is time to play the way they're going to play. We all know what the deal is here with Justice Breyer. He's retiring so the Senate can cram through some radical nutjob communist black woman. Everyone knows that's what it's going to be. Chris, go ahead and write that down for predictions. That's what's going to happen. Fine. Next time it's our opportunity. No more Brett Kavanaugh's. Let's get someone with some stones. Time to talk about Michael Rappaport, New York City, and accountability. Hang on. The Jesse Kelly show, and before I forget, we have Jedediah Bela coming up about an hour from now. Big fan, I had no idea she was so spicy. She has been out there throwing darts at the Biden administration, and I mean, she's going all in. I always thought she was just kind of like dainty and nice. Man alive, she is a fire breather, she is just our speed, Chris. So, we're gonna, we're probably gonna have Jedediah on plenty, unless I mean, look. Unless her meal or music choice is terrible, and then, then look, look, you you know the rules, Chris. Then she doesn't come back. Then she doesn't come back. <laughs> All right, Michael Rapaport. You undoubtedly know who Michael Rapaport is. If you don't know who he is, he's an actor and comedian. I believe he's also a producer. Whatever the case may be, but he's really what he's known for anymore is this. He puts out these. Always pretty vulgar. They're never family friendly videos online trashing Republicans every chance he gets. If you didn't want a vaccine, he's out there using all kinds of slurs, trashing you. If you didn't, I mean whatever, whatever the, the right is standing for at the moment, Michael Rappaport is happy to be a card-carrying communist on behalf of the Democratic Party. That's just what he is. And so before I play this video, I want you to understand something. Credit to the uh, production guys for handling all the beeping in the video. Again, this is a family show. You can always listen to this show with your kids. So if you're going to play any Michael Rappaport sound, Chris and the fellas have to dig in a little bit and do a lot of beeping. But what you're listening to is this. Michael Rappaport walks into a Rite Aid, just pharmacy, as you know, New York City pharmacy, walks into a Rite Aid and there's a dude in there hoodie up, mask on. Boy, these masks are the greatest advantage ever when it comes to these crooks. And he has two big bags, and he's just in Rite Aid, just stuffing the bags full of stuff. Full of stuff. And I want you to listen to what Michael Rapaport says. He stands aside and lets the guy walk out and walk down the sidewalk. I, I just want you to listen to this, because we're about to have a talk about human nature.
3: I can't believe I'm seeing this shit. This motherfucker. Yo! This guy just filled his two bags up with everything in Rite Aid right here on 80th and First Avenue. He's walking down the street like is Gucci. Look at me in my face like what's good. He's I was watching him the whole time. My man just went Christmas shopping in January. He had the condoms, the shampoo.
2: Okay, I'm going to set aside any Michael Rapaport specific commentary because he doesn't matter. It's not what we're talking about here. I want to ask some people this because I have a good Jesse and I have a bad Jesse. Michael Rappaport is, as we've already discussed, a Democrat, a communist. He votes against Republicans. He votes Democrats every single election and yet he's staring at a direct result of Democrat policies, of the people he voted for, the policies they put into place. He's watching some dude fill up bags in a New York City pharmacy and stroll down the sidewalk, and he's standing there apparently aghast at what he's looking at. My question is... Do you feel bad for these people at all? Do you feel hatred for these people? Because this is what I go through when it, when I talk to people like this. I understand human beings make mistakes and make bad choices because I am the standard bearer for making mistakes and bad choices. I invented bad choices. I, so I get that. Trying to have a little bit of grace now and then, But I look at this, and honestly, the only feeling that comes out of me is this. Are you an idiot? This is your fault. This is your fault. And it doesn't seem like these people ever have even a moment, even a slight moment, where they step up and say, man, maybe it's my fault. Maybe it's my fault. They don't seem to ever get there and it floors me how you could be that how you could distance yourself that much from your own choices. I will tell you this. As you as you are well aware, I am an imperfect human being. Furthest thing in the world from perfect. I feel like the huge things I've screwed up in my life, I'm more than willing to say that's me. I've had times in my life, uh, running for Congress, I talked a little bit about it at the beginning of the show. You know, when I was running for Congress, I got fat. I, I, you're always on the move. Look, all these are excuses, by the way, but you're always on the move. You're doing a million different events and they're all eating events. And if you look at old pictures, you can tell I'm a little puffy, but you can't really tell I'm fat, but that's because I'm 6'8". It stretches out all over the place. I didn't even really acknowledge it until my father said, geez, you're fat. What are you eating? You know, you need dads. That's why it's important to have dads. But I got fat. When I got called on it by my father and I looked at myself and thought, oh, geez, I am fat. It didn't even occur to me to blame anyone else. Immediately when I looked at my fatness, I said, geez, Jesse, you disgusting pig. Get your butt back in the gym and mix in a salad now and then. My goodness. Is that something unique to us on the right? Are people on the left not capable of that? Because when I look at cities like New York, when I look at sidewalks covered with people shooting up heroin between their toes, there's poop everywhere. There's a new shooting every other day. There was just one in uh, uh, close to Times Square today. I wonder, do all those people who stroll in and punch the Democrat side every single time Do they have a moment? Do they say to themselves, this is on me? Because it is. If you're listening to my voice right now, and you walked in and you voted for, I mean, look, pick your Democrat, Eric Adams. And you're mad about the new crime, the crime statistics. It's your fault. This is your fault. You sent these people there. And the, the ability of these people who vote Democrat every election to distance themselves from the, from the results of their decisions, it floors me, man. It legitimately floors me. Like, you know what? This is a great example. This is a great example. I don't know if you saw, but uh, Congresswoman Eyebrows is running for re-election.
5: Our vision for a world of peace requires a strong democracy at home as an example to the world. We are grateful to our men, women in uniform, veterans and military families and honor their sacrifice with our insistence on securing voting rights and end to big, dark money in politics and amplifying the voice of the grassroots. While we've made progress, much more needs to be done to improve people's lives. Our democracy is at risk because of assaults on the truth, the assault on the U.S. Capitol and the state-by-state assault on voting rights.
2: Okay, Okay, I, I can't take any more of her voice, Chris. My point in pointing that out was this. How many people within the city of San Francisco look around at the destruction of California, the destruction of San Francisco, the destruction of America itself? How many of them look around and they're in despair about the state of things? Oh, San Francisco sucks. Oh, California's going down the tubes. Oh, I can't believe, what, I can't believe what, what direction America's going. And yet walk into the polls for the last thousand years and vote for Nancy Pelosi every single time. Honestly, this is why, this is why I'm one of the only people on the right. I'm sure you're probably going to hate me for this is fine. This is why I'm one of the only people on the right. I am dead set against term limits. This is why. I am a gigantic... You deserve what you vote for, guy. I am. You know what? I'm going to expand on that term limits thing here in just a second. But first, I don't know if you saw what the Fed chairman said, what Jerome Powell said, but they're not going to be raising rates before March. You understand what that means. You can either raise interest rates or you can have inflation blow out of control. 80%. 80% of the money in circulation has been printed in the last 2 years. When I tell you to call Oxford Gold Group and get gold delivered to your front door, I mean call them now, not tomorrow, now. 833-995-GOLD Tell Oxford Jesse told you to call. When you tell them Jesse told you to call, they will take special care of you. I promise. They make it easy. 833-995-GOLD, Oxford Gold Group. I've got an animal inside of me. This is Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly show. I can't stop laughing. Michael Rappaport doesn't know what's wrong with New York City. You're what's wrong with New York City, idiot! You keep voting for these people. All right, let's get rid of all that stuff. Remember, tomorrow's an Ask Dr. Jesse Thursday. Get your questions into Jesse at Jessikellyshow.com. But I can hear, I can already hear all the yelling at me right now. Jesse, I love term limits. Jesse, didn't 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 you hear Joe Biden today? But
3: uh um I might point out your uh when I went to Dearborn driving that uh you know uh was up there, I don't know, man. It, it uh I think the press thought I was crazy. I enjoyed it so much going up and uh your new E V factory in uh and that uh, that Hummer.
2: Yeah. So you hear something like that and you say we need term limits. We need to get them out. Nancy Pelosi's a 1,000 years old. We need to get these people out. But here's here's the reality of it. Two things. One, and this is the most important point. One, the people still vote for these people. I mean, we just played Nancy Pelosi. I'm not going to make you suffer and play her again. We just played Nancy Pelosi for you in San Francisco. Yeah, she is detestable. She's a Disney movie villain. shes she, I, I get it. Anything you want to say about Nancy Pelosi is true. The majority of the people in her district walk into the polls and vote for her every single time. Being a representative republic like we are, it means something. And you're going to have to decide for yourself whether you like this or not. It means this. The people we have in Congress, House, Senate, President, they're a reflection of us as a society. Now, uh, you can yell, I'm sure you are right now, these people don't reflect me. I understand. I understand, but sadly, you don't get to pick. I don't get to pick. We're We're just cogs in the wheel. This disgusting, feckless, corrupt, useless Congress. We have, they were all elected. They were all elected. And there was a stat years ago. This may have changed, but I remember I used to quote this back when I was running for Congress. There was this stat that just blew me away. Congress, you know, Congress always has these criminally low approval ratings. That's just the norm. Everyone hates Congress. So Congress has these super low approval ratings. And again, this is an older step, but I bet you it's close to accurate still. You know what percentage of them get reelected? 92. 92%. So everyone out there, virtually everyone, when you look at the numbers, says, Congress sucks. I hate these congressmen. What a bunch of dirtballs. They're corrupt and they can't believe they voted for this and voted for that. Oh, not my congressman. Oh, I'm voting for him again. Okay. It's a hard thing to admit. It's not a fun thing to announce, especially on the radio, but it's a hard thing to admit. This is our fault. It's not your fault personally, obviously, It's not mine, but as a society, as a whole, these losers we have, they're our fault. They're our fault. This is why I tell you, we have to do better going forward. We have to, we have to do better. I was talking to my kids tonight or last night because they listened to the show And they were asking about some things I was talking about on the show and why would they lie? They didn't understand that. Why would these people lie about a a life-saving drug or or something like that? I just told them, boys, you're growing up in a different world and you're going to have to think for yourself. Honestly, you hear me talk about Annie's genius box all the time. You hear me talk about it all the time, right? About They send this box every single month, and it has these hands-on activities, and, and it teaches your kids things like chemistry and aerodynamics and stuff like that. And you hear me talk about this. It's because it teaches kids to think. Your child, my kids, they're not going to grow up in the era we grew up in. They're going to have to learn to question everything. Their minds are going to have to work, frankly, better than yours does, than mine does. Not that, not that it's hard to not that it's hard to work better than mine, but you understand what I mean. That's why I push stuff like that. By the way, Annie's KitClubs.com slash radio gets you 75% off your first box if you want to try one. Annie's KitClubs.com slash radio. That's 75% off. But that's why I push that stuff. It's not because I, It's not because I'm somehow more capable. It's because I'm less capable. People have to learn in this society to think for themselves. Think for themselves because all your institutions, all of them are corrupted. This is the Fed chairman, Jerome Powell.
4: Indeed, the economy has shown great strength and resilience in the face of the ongoing pandemic. The recent sharp rise in COVID cases associated with the Omicron variant will surely weigh on economic growth this quarter.
2: Okay. We have the Fed chairman talking about Omicron? (laughs) What? We have the Fed chairman talking about Omicron. Don't you remember, who was it? The CDC who started to get involved in evictions? Remember, this was big news, especially across New York. Oh, uh, these people are getting evicted. Oh, the CDC is stepping in. You can't evict people who don't pay rent anymore. All the institutions now are corrupt, all of them, all of them across the board. This, what you're about to hear, is the Surgeon General. Keep in mind, this is supposed to be the nonpartisan chief medical dude
4: in America, and this is what he says. So people have the right to make their own decisions, but they also have the right to have accurate information to make that, de- that decision with. Now, when it comes to how we root out the misinformation in society right now, and give people access to actual inf- accurate information. We've got to do several things. Number one, we've got to recognize that our technology platforms, whether particularly social media, these have an important role to play. These are the predominant places where we're seeing misinformation spread. Uh, these platforms have still not stepped up to do uh, the right thing and do enough, I should say, to reduce the spread of misinformation. But each of us also has a role to play here, because we all have platforms. And particularly if you're somebody who has a large following, whether you're an entertainer, a politician, in the media, it's your, your responsibility, all of our responsibilities, to make sure that we are thoughtful in what we are sharing. Uh, this is not just about entertainment, it's not just about uh, garnering clicks. This is about people's lives. And we have seen time and time again that misinformation costs people their lives.
2: That is the Surgeon General of the United States of America. Again, everything now is hyperpartisan. Everything is corrupted. We must learn to think for ourselves. And this is a big reason why I'm against term limits. And I mentioned there were two different reasons. Let me follow up on the second. Sorry, I got distracted there. The second one is, even if you were to bounce someone like Nancy Pelosi, who do you think replaces her? And then you have unelected chiefs of staff and various people on the Hill Who are going to become the most powerful people as soon as you term limit them. At least with someone like Pelosi, you have a chance to get them out of office. Gosh. All right. That's enough. You know what? That's enough ugliness. We are going to, we're going to focus on something a little bit lighter. It's time to talk about midgets.
0: Just because we get around.
2: It is the Jesse Kelly Show. We still have a lot. We still have to talk midgets. We still have... Don't, Chris, it'll be fine. Don't worry. We're not going to get in any trouble, honestly. Well, not very much. I don't think we have to talk midgets tonight. We have to talk about, well, more Joe Biden stuff. Neil Young, this is a lesson for you, a lesson for me, a lesson for all of us. We have more Supreme Court talk Jenna Bila coming up in about 30 minutes from now. We're going to ask her about all this Supreme Court nonsense. But first, we're going to do, before we get to all the midget stuff and the Neil Young stuff and everything else, allow me to say a couple things. One, this is your last night of the week to talk to me on the phone. 877-377-4373. Don't be boring. No small talk. That's one. Two. Remember, tomorrow's an Ask Dr. Jesse Thursday, because Friday we're moving the studio into this fancy new thing. Email your questions in now. Jesse at com. Now, let's, let's do something that's probably my favorite thing in the world, and that is listening to me. Do you remember last night? Do you remember last night when I came on the air, and it was so brilliant and eloquent, Chris, but you remember when I came on the air and I said this, you don't trust your institutions. You should not trust your institutions. Not only don't you trust them, You shouldn't trust them. Uh, Look, that's where we are right now as a nation. You should not trust the FBI. You should not trust the FDA. You you should, all these groups, I could go down the list on and on and on. You should not trust them. And I want you, I want to be clear. I don't take any pleasure in saying that. I think that sucks. I think you and Americans should have an FBI you can trust. Yeah, they're going to make mistakes. You should overall trust them as a nonpartisan law enforcement agency. You do not have that anymore. You should have an FDA you can trust. Just tell me what foods and drugs are safe and which aren't. that That's a basic part of living in America. A CDC. You should have a Center for Disease Control that can be trusted. Okay, what's the threat level? What should I do about it? You don't. You absolutely do not. I hope you're already there or you're way behind the eight ball, eight ball but you should be at a place where you don't trust them. Okay. We don't trust them. So what's that mean? Well, this is the dark part, and this, this, this part hurts. Honestly, this sucks, but I'm going to say it. It means we're in the final stages is what it means. Now, I don't know what final stages means, and I'm not here to tell you America's going to disappear next year. I'm not, not saying something crazy like that because I know it's, it's fun to joke about calling myself the Oracle, but I don't have a crystal ball. What I do have, though, is history books. Lots of them. I consume them ravenously like you probably do too. Or at least you listen when I talk about it. And I have studied empire after empire after empire after empire on the world stage. And I'm telling you, when the people, when the population of any empire, it doesn't matter the form of government, king, republic, it does not matter. When the population of a nation, when they view the institutions of that nation as being untrustworthy corrupt and illegitimate well i know you can't see this you can probably hear it that's me tapping my watch it's just only a matter of time then because now now things will descend from here because there's no way there's no way there, well i should i take that back there's one way but there's almost no way for institutions who've lost the trust of the people to gain that trust back from the people. Instead, the most common theme throughout history, and you're actually seeing this now in this country, the most common theme is double down, triple down. Just get more and more corrupt. Just get more naked about it. Just get more in people's faces about it. Ha ha ha, peasant, look at us. We're ripping you off. We're doing you wrong at every turn. Ha ha ha. What are you going to do about it? That's what they do. It's, It's human nature. When you're so deep in the corruption, you can't get out of it. NBC poll, alright this is me back live this is Jesse Kelly, journalist Jesse live Chris, what? I do. That's a, I have, you don't think I have a good news anchor voice? breaking news, uh, pile up on I-95, I think that's a good I think that's, whatever, I think it's good NBC poll, in general do you trust what the Center for Disease Control and Prevention says? 44% of the country says yes 43 says no do you have any idea what that number was? Not, not ancient history, but 10 years ago. That number was probably in the 90s. I mean, it's the Center for Disease Control. That's the thing about the institutions. The rot, it seems to happen so fast. Now, this didn't happen overnight. It was year after year after the year of them worming their way through it. But man, that is not good. That is not good for the nation. All right, let's have a talk. And this is going to be an offensive talk. I told you we were going to talk about something offensive tonight, but what what else is new? But I do think this is an important talk for all of us to have. Are you ready? You're ready? You ready? You ready to probably be offended. And remember, you're welcome to email me, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. If you're offended about anything, that's fine. You just need to understand that I don't care. It means nothing to me when you get offended. Nothing. Toughen up. Let's talk about you, me, your worth, my worth, acknowledging our worth. Let's have a conversation. This this story has been making the rounds. Okay? Peter Dinklage. He's an actor. He's a midget actor. He was in the biggest TV show. I think they say it's the biggest TV show ever, Game of Thrones. Maybe you saw Game of Thrones. Maybe you didn't. It doesn't matter. You don't need to watch it for the purpose of this story. Just understand, it's one of those shows that came out and caught fire, and it's one of those shows that just melted the ratings. There there are 10 of those maybe throughout history. Everyone watched it. Everyone was talking about it. it. It just was one of those things. And one of the main characters... He was played by this actor, Peter Dinklage, right? Peter Dinklage is making headlines right now. He's making waves because he stood up and he expressed outrage that they're making the Snow White movie. They're making another Snow White movie, and it has seven dwarves. Okay, so let me me see if I have this right. The guy who no one in the world, I know he was an actor, I get it, but nobody knew who this guy's name was. No one knew who he was. No one cared who he was. Prior to getting the role in Game of Thrones, he's now world famous, and he's speaking up publicly against seven dwarves being called that and cast that in the new Snow White movie. People have such a lack of self-awareness, and actually we're going to get to this Trump endorsement because it's going to tie right into it. People have such a lack of self-awareness anymore, it is staggering. You know what this is like? You know what this is, honestly? I know you're going to, you're going to have a name pop into your head as soon as I say this, and everyone's name is going to be different, but you're all going to be correct. You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of the smoking hot young actress— who stars in some Hollywood films earlier in her, in her career, let's say you wouldn't watch with the kids. All right. And then she turns 50, 55, you know, father time being what it is. Got a couple extra wrinkles here. Not that you can't be a dime at 55, but you know, you're not 25 anymore. That's father time. It's the way it goes. And then she immediately starts campaigning publicly for women's rights in film. And I don't like the exploitation of the. So now that she's on a yacht in her 10th mansion, now she's going to speak out against the oppressed. Peter Dinklage, if it wasn't for you getting the midget role in Game of Thrones, no one on earth knows who you are. You know what you do for the rest of your life if that's your situation? You wake up every single morning and you take that short drop t- down on your knees and you thank God that you struck gold. How many life changing, world changing roles are there for midgets in film? Not many. We did a little list here on the show because we believe in research. These are the shows that I came up with. Well, that me and the fellas came up with that even have midgets, as far as I know. The Wolf of Wall Street. And in that one, they were tossing the midgets across the room. Chronicles of Narnia. I don't remember the midgets in that one, Chris. I don't know. It's about Jesus. You wouldn't get the movie anyway, Chris. Elf. Harry Potter. Mad Max Thunderdome. Gosh, that movie was sweet. The new one was just as sweet, if not sweeter, Chris. Did you? Oh, Chris, you haven't seen the new one? Oh, you got to see it. It's sick. Wizard of Oz. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Austin Powers, Bad Santa, of course, Lord of the Rings, and Game of Thrones. Okay, so you're an actor by trade. You also happen to be born a midget. You are um, limited in the roles you qualify for. Is that fair, Chris? Look, let's be honest. The roles you qualify for, that's a short list. What, Chris? don't, Don't be like that. You know what? I'm going to finish this talk in just a minute because this is going to lead me right into Donald Trump. But let's talk for a minute, just a brief second, about safety. And this is why this conversation gets unhealthy because you'll deal with two types of people when you talk about safety. And I'll be honest with you, I'm one of these two types. One type of person is, I don't like guns. I don't want to be around guns. I'm not comfortable around guns. That's clearly not me. But the second type, and this has been me, is oh, why do I need another gun for it? I got plenty of guns and ammo, and I, I trained with my weapon. And both types of those people need to get their hands on a hero gun. It is a non lethal gun, it shoots pepper balls 100 miles per hour. They explode, and the chemical pepper irritant is several times stronger than a pepper spray or something like that. It is debilitating. It only takes a couple minutes to learn how to use it. It's got a laser sight. You don't need a concealed carry permit. So whether you're already gun guy and need a supplement or maybe you're uncomfortable with them at all, get something to protect yourself with and get one for your spouse. Get one for your daughter. Get one for your mom. Go to Hero2020.com and use the code Jesse. That gets you a special discount. Hero2020.com code Jesse.
1: Feeling a little stocky. Follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly DC. It is the Jesse
2: Kelly show. Of course we got Jedediah Bila gonna talk about Biden and the Supreme Court and everything about 10 minutes from now. I didn't mean to freak you out earlier. I'll get back to my midget talk here in a second. I didn't mean to freak you out earlier about inflation. I, I I almost forgot. Honestly, I forgot. Joe Biden's clearly on top of it.
3: You know, one of the reasons for inflation being high as it is, one third of the reason that inflation is up is the cost of vehicles, and the reason the cost of vehicles is up, they don't
2: have the component parts. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Chris, don't ask me. I don't know what he's trying to say. All right, back to what we're talking about here. In case you missed it, the actor Peter Dinklage played in Game of Thrones, got very, very wealthy, very, very famous because he got the biggest midget role in the history of midget roles. This is not a small role. All right. This is a quick, Chris. This is a big role. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a full size role. And he's now rich, he's now famous. And now he's outraged that the new Snow White is going to cast seven dwarves. And this is one thing that I don't understand about famous people, celebrities, anything. Any You pick your celebrity. I, don't, I truly don't understand why you can't just be happy being famous and rich for what you are. What, why does why does LeBron James have to try to be an activist? LeBron James has the IQ of a potato chip, brother. Just throw passes and shoot and dunk and rebound and and that's good enough. Trust me, it is good enough. Peter Dinklage, you're an actor. You're also a midget. You have very you have a small amount of roles. All right, it's minusc. It's you, the the roles you have. It's significantly smaller than uh, than a full-size person. Significantly smaller. You got the greatest role ever for a midget. You know what you spend the rest of your life doing? Saying, man, I'm the most blessed guy in the world. Thank you. That's what you do. Uh, me. Me. I, I talk and. I don't even have a real job. You know all the jobs I've had, construction my whole life, Marine Corps, selling RVs, washing golf clubs, washing dishes. You know what I've done in my life. I now sit here and I talk into a microphone for a living. Um, I understand exactly why I'm here. If the day ever comes where I have to get a lobotomy and have my voice box removed, as much as I love working for Premier and how well they treat me, they're probably going to have to call me into, me into the office and say, Jesse, uh, you can't talk anymore and you're not very interesting. We're going to go ahead and move along. I understand exactly why I'm here. People, especially famous people, and this is going to lead us into this new endorsement from Trump here, especially famous people. Here's what happens. You, you talk in front of adoring crowds. People interview you. I mean, people interview you. Other media people interview you. I mean, you know what that's like. Hey, we want to talk to you about you and the things you do. And the, most people don't go through that. You, you, when you have any level of celebrity, you meet other famous people, and they're excited to meet you. It's wild, right? It's crazy, but it's true with these people. Oh wow, well, I met I met Doc Holiday. You know what I'm talking about. And you surround yourself, because you have the money to do so, you surround yourself with sycophants. You surround yourself with people who worship you at all times. Everything you do is perfect. Everything you say is funny. Everything you do. So here's what happens. And this happens to all of them. Actors, athletes, politicians, all of them. You live this life. And then you eventually think, man, I am really important. I, I, I didn't ride this wave. I am the God King. I created the waves and that's where they go off the rails and that's where they go off the rails. All right, let's have the talk. Donald Trump has been out there endorsing candidates around the country. Some of his candidates, many of them are outstanding, the exact people who believe what you believe and I believe, and that's good. Some of his candidates, they're not bad. They're flat-out traitorous to what you and I believe and to what everyone who's a fan of Donald Trump believes. Donald Trump went out and endorsed Elise Stefanik in New York. This is an open-borders person who did everything in her power to torpedo Trump's agenda while he was president He went out and voted for her. He endorsed her because she didn't vote to impeach him, and she sucked up to him. Boom, earned a Trump endorsement. Okay, let's set that aside. All right, maybe she was with him, one thing. My friend Robbie Starbuck, he's a congressional candidate in Tennessee 5. He's not only a congressional candidate. This is an America first, family values, warrior for liberty. I mean, he is just what you are. He He is exactly what I believe in, and... He's proven to be significant. He's not some wing nut. He's fundraising. He's up in the polls. Donald Trump comes out today and announces he's endorsing Morgan Ortagas. Morgan Ortagas, who once, quote, pledged to faithfully serve the Biden administration. Do you know who Morgan Ortagas supported in the 2016 primary? Jeb Bush. This is my problem with people when you get surrounded by too many sycophants. And this is what I've been telling you about Donald Trump. If you're a Donald Trump fan, and maybe you are, you should want Donald Trump to be in a heated primary with everyone. Ron DeSantis, Ted Cruz, Mike Pompeo, uh, uh, what's her name? Nikki Haley. Throw everyone in there. And I say that for the good of the country, for the good of the party, and for the good of Donald Trump. Donald Trump is officially surrounded by too many people who are D.C. swamp creatures. And he's losing touch with you, and he's losing touch with me, and I don't want to see that. If he's out there endorsing swamp rats like this against people who believe everything we believe, he's out of touch. He's got to get back in touch. And if he's going to run to be president, he has a good chance to win it again. Good. We need him. We need him in touch, though. We are going to talk to Jedediah Bila about, you know what? I'm going to ask her about that and cheeseburgers and other things. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly show. Chris, did Jedediah pick this song? She's lucky she even made it on the air. That's such a great song. I might just let it play. Are you ripping on air supply? You take that back right now, Chris. All right, you know what? I'm done with you. Joining me now is author and TV personality Jedediah Bila. Jedediah, One, I applaud you on the air supply, and anyone out there trying to play tough guy, acts like he doesn't enjoy it, is a liar.
5: So I have to confess that I actually didn't choose the Air Supply, although I was laughing hysterically. I do like Air Supply, to be fair. I did ask for Groove is in the Heart" because I thought it might make you mad, and that would really <laughs> revitalize the segment right from the start. But uh, yeah, I basically was like any really bad '90s music because that's what I'm all about. So, uh, but well done, you know. I, I've I've cried to many an Air Supply song in my day, Jesse. So, is this, you know?
2: Is this bad woman thing? Or is this bad music thing a woman thing? Because my wife does the same thing. When she takes over the Bluetooth, if we're out back on the patio, it is physically painful to hear these songs. Physically painful. Why? Why do we have different ears?
5: Listen, you don't want to be around when we play this music, because that means <laughs> you've probably done something wrong. Right? <laughs> you've made a, mis- a terrible mistake. Mm-hmm. We're mad. We're now reminiscing about, you know, our lives. We're, we're thinking way too much. Thinking <laughs> never helps you. And we're staring out the window in some type of days. You know, maybe we've watched The Notebook a couple of times. Uh, it, it's not good. Uh, Just run. It's, run. I'm... Apologize. Buy something nice. Cook. Cook some good food. You have some amends to make if you hear us listening to Air Supply. I'm just going to say that. You
1: know what? That's
2: solid advice. That's really solid advice. All right. <laughs> we have uh, a, a massive distrust in our institutions problem in this country. I, I, I mean, even the CDC, I'm looking at poll numbers. Half the country thinks the Center for Disease Control, that's not a Democrat or Republican thing. That's just kind of a thing that protects us. Half the country thinks they're corrupt. Corrupt. It's very difficult for a nation to come back from that Unless the institutions themselves make amends. I don't see it happening, though, do you?
5: No. I mean, uh. it's not going to happen. First of all, they're too deep now. I think initially, if the CDC had come out, and the reason that people feel that way and they distrust places like the CDC, it's not just the CDC, it's the FDA, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's Big Pharma, it's
2: FBI. medical
5: institutions in general, the FBI. It's across the board, and it's because there's deception and lying happening. So, if you look at an example like the CDC, if they had come out initially really strong on masks, but then as the data came in, they had adjusted. If they had come in strong initially, you know, having an opinion about natural immunity, but once the the data came in and supported that natural immunity was, in fact, a thing, and it has been a thing for several hundred years, probably longer than that if you ask the real scientists, you know, had they adjusted that and been willing to say, listen, Initially, we thought this, but we were wrong. And here's what's actually happening. I think people can be very forgiving and understanding, but this has gone on way too long. I mean, the CDC has put out numerous studies, and they're continuing to do it. I mean, I saw a tweet from them the other day about masks that still had a graphic for cloth masks. I mean, what are you even doing at this point? I mean, it's 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 a gross embarrassment. Um, And I think you know the FDA has not acted like an independent body. These are. These, these institutions have been corrupted by politics, so everyone's looking around now, and they're, they're asking a lot of questions that maybe they weren't asking before. So the one silver lining of all this, I think, is that it has made people really think. And really become citizen journalists and mm-hmm. really question authority, which is necessary because these people lie to them over and over again. And you got to do your own research when it comes to what's best for you and your own family.
2: To say nothing of the schools, I've, I've been talking a lot about this lately where parents, I understand, you know, my parents, that generation, you know, that'd be your parents' generation. I understand they them thinking you can send little Bobby off to school and he'll learn reading, writing, and arithmetic because that's really what it was like for them. Parents of this generation didn't realize just how horrific school curriculum has become, and those kids started getting educated at home, and now mom is awake, dad is awake of, wow, junior is learning some really ugly stuff.
5: Yeah, because they were, you're right, they were home and they had, you know, a birth eye view, they were looking right in that classroom every single day. And, you know, my background is in teaching. Before I got into any sort of politics or commentary or any of that, I taught, you know, seventh graders through twelfth graders for six years. Interestingly enough, I saw through six flu seasons and never was there a mention of masks or forced, you know, shots or anything like that. But, yeah, I worked in a very woke school and was very attuned to the fact that these were agenda-driven curriculums. But that's another thing you have now. You have homeschooling on the rise. You have parents who are asking questions, who are seeing that there's, you know, political agendas being written into pretty much every course. The CRT is on, you know – People are really paying attention to that. You saw, you know, the election in Virginia, people didn't. It turns out parents don't like to be told to sit down and shut up. Who would have thought? So, you know, this is you have a very engaged right now electorate on many issues, on education, on, you know, government overreach, on, you know, the destruction that's happened in many cities across the country, on issues of crime, on law enforcement, in ways that I, I don't think big government advocates. Expected um, two years, you know, ago they, they didn't realize that when they unleashed all these policies, it was going to affect people really significantly, and it was going to change the way they saw big government and saw advocates of big government for a very long time.
2: Do you, think, do you think we can put this band back together again? Again, we're speaking with Jedediah Bila, author, TV personality, who needs no introduction from me, but do you think there is a path forward where we get back together? It doesn't seem like we're separate right now. It seems like we're separate and racing in opposite directions. He wants to stay home and raise the kids. She wants to go do heroin with the Rolling Stones. It doesn't seem like there are any common values to put things back together.
5: You know, I've long said, and, you know, I I come from New York City, which is sinking rapidly. And I've often said these cities need to sink, right? So these places that have adopted these mandates, I mean, New York City reads like a horrible dystopian novel now. I mean, people walk around the city and they look soulless, really. They're hypnotized by whatever nonsense they heard, you know, from Fauci or the Fauciites or whatever. It's utterly ridiculous. They're not free-thinking individuals anymore by and large. These cities need to think. The policy, they need to, voters in these places need to say, I need to stop voting for this or nothing's going to change. Because what happens is, and we all know, people pick up, they leave New York City, they're like, oh, wow, the city is, you know, sinking. It's a disaster. Let me go to Florida and let me vote for the same stuff that sank New York. So until that changes, um, I don't know. And I don't know how you bridge a divide between people who feel that it's perfectly appropriate for government or corporations to dictate to you what you should do with your own personal health decisions. And those on the other side who are saying, hey, I'm fighting for you to make the best decision for yourself. I don't want to tell you what to do. I don't want someone else to tell you what to do. And I don't want you to tell me what to do. Those are two fundamentally different ways of viewing just individuality, what it means to be in a free society, whether or not you want a free society at all. So I I don't know, truthfully, how those two schools of thought, because it penetrates everything from education to, you know, law enforcement to the role of government in people's lives across the board. How do you bridge that gap? I don't know if you do. I really don't.
1: I
2: don't either. All right. What are you having for dinner tonight?
5: So I will tell you, um, I made a burger and I overcooked it. And I also made (sighs) the mistake of ordering, of buying ninety ten instead of, like, I know. So let's just say that I was—I ate it. My my kid even refused. My two-year-old was like, "I did not want it."
1: So when your
5: kid refuses a hamburger, you've made a really, really bad decision. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm no, I'm no good in the kitchen, but you know,
2: know and I was pretty bad. Tomorrow's a new day. Okay, wake up and be better tomorrow than you were today, Jedidiah. Thank there you, you so I've much. I've
5: seen the Jesse Kelly burger on on Twitter. I've seen it. <laughs> Give it a shot. <laughs> Thanks, Jesse. I will. Thanks.
2: Be good. She knows which burger to make, Chris. What? Don't don't roll your eyes, Chris, about my world-famous cheeseburger. Don't roll your eyes. All right, I'm going to get to some emails and some phone calls here. Jesse at jessikellyshow.com. Jesse Jesse Remember, tomorrow's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Phone number is 877-377-4373. Let, let me tell you something. People talk to me a lot about uh, shooting. Hey, Jesse, how can I get better at shooting? Look, I'm not the world's expert at shooting. All right, I, I, I can hit what I'm aiming at, but I'm not the world's expert. I have to practice all the time. I have to practice. But money doesn't grow on trees. Maybe you're fabulously wealthy and you can afford all the ammo you want. I'm not. I have a Mantis X. Mantis X is what the people who even have all the ammo they want, that's what they use. It attaches to your weapon, whatever your weapon is. You can sit and practice with no ammunition in your home. And not only are you practicing, it provides you real-time feedback. 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes. Special Forces, Marines, all these guys, they use Mantis X. You want what the pros use? You can can get it. Go to MantisX.com and get one today. That's MantisX.com. Don't hope you're ready. Make sure.
1: Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows?
2: Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show.
3: But, uh, um, I might point out, you're, uh, when I went to Dearborn, driving that, uh, you know, uh, it was up there, I don't know, man, it, it uh. I think the press thought I was crazy. I enjoyed it so much going up in uh, your new EV factory and uh, and that uh, that Hummer.
2: <laughs> Doing well, Joe. Doing well. It is the Jesse Kelly show. You know what Joe Biden needs, Chris? Some my pillow products so he can get some sleep. What, Chris? Don't roll your eyes. No, it it all seriousness. I've been telling you about obviously my slippers for a while. Uh, you know that she never takes off the my pillow pajamas. Uh, you, everyone knows about the pillows. And I've been telling you about the slippers. The slippers are the most comfortable, just furry. The, they're inside and outside, and you build them for quality. They're built to last, and they're the most comfortable things ever, and they're 50% off right now. Go to mypillow.com, use the code Jesse. You get 50% off the MyPillow. Oh, and remember, or the MySlippers, but remember They have an overstock sale right now. I forgot to tell you about that earlier. They have pillows, towels, sheets, and a lot more for a limited time. Those are, you know, it's overstock. So once they're gone, they're gone. But there are some steals if you use the promo code Jesse. So go to mypillow.com, promo code Jesse, get half off your slippers, stock up on the overstock sale, and enjoy. Chris, Tucker, I'm going to get to your phone calls in a second. 877-377-4373. I'm going to turn through some emails. I'm in lax on that. But my buddy Tucker had an interesting exchange last night with Geraldo Rivera. I'll tell you, it, it someone sent it to me today. I didn't see it live, but it, it gave me some pause.
4: Erica and I visited Budapest the summer of uh, 2020. They were looking forward to the elections coming up in April. Uh, Victor yeah. Orban, the president, uh, very controversial there. They, he's thought of as authoritarian IN HUNGARY, THEY'RE NOT ALLOWED TO TEACH LGBTQ, YOU KNOW, FACTS OF LIFE UNTIL A KID IS 18 OR OVER. Uh, DO YOU WANT AMERICA TO BE MORE LIKE HUNGARY? IS THAT WHY YOU DID THIS?
2: WELL, I DON'T KNOW if, they'd say it, IF I'D SAY IT'S AUTHORITARIAN. I MEAN, THEY DIDN'T LOCK UP HUNDREDS OF PEOPLE WITHOUT TRIAL AND SOLITARY CONFINEMENT FOR STAGING A POLITICAL PROTEST OR TRESPASSING. WE DID DO THAT AND ARE STILL DOING IT. NOTHING LIKE THAT, AS FAR AS I KNOW, IS HAPPENING IN HUNGARY. THERE ARE NO POLITICAL PRISONERS. Orban could lose, by the way, in the elections in April. So it's, it's hardly this monolithic one-party state. It's not like one party controls all the levers of government, like is the case in this country. I mean, look, I'm an American. I love America. I will always defend America. But the idea that Hungary is less a democracy than the U.S. or than Ukraine, I mean, it's just a lie. Anyone who says that is either lying or doesn't know anything. Man, that hurt a little, didn't it? Oh, gosh, that—, that. Yeah, that did that didn't feel very good. Eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three. Eric in Huntington Beach, go.
4: Jesse, how's it going, man? I uh, love your show. You're awesome. Real quick, I want to touch on a couple of things. Very importantly, Joe Biden is a member of the Council on Foreign Relations, as is Hillary Clinton, Bill Bill Clinton, Chelsea Clinton, George H.W. Bush, George W. Bush, Dick Cheney, Donald Rumsfeld. You go across the spectrum from right to left uh, to Democrat to Republican, and it's really important to get into what this organization is because it's un-American. All of these individuals, like uh, Pete Buttigieg is a member. He's a Rhodes Scholar, like Bill Clinton. Rhodes Scholarship is tied into it. It's tied to the Bilderbergs. It's tied to the Trilateral Commission. Jimmy Carter was a founding member of...
2: I didn't know Buttkig was part of it. That makes sense. Though. you'd Look, Chris you got to work in somebody like that, all right? Somebody who's got your back. All right, let's get to some emails. Jesse at jessikellyshow.com. Jesse at jessikellyshow.com. Your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions for Friday. Back in May 2020, you said manufacturing wins wars. I read an article that said U.S. manufacturing is at an all-time low. How does that look for what seems to be brewing with Russia and China for the U.S.? Uh, by the way, Monday's podcast radio show was amazing, just like you. <laughs> he said, LOL, you're awesome. Chris, what did I talk about on Monday? I wasn't paying attention. I don't know. Apparently, it was really good. If you missed any part of the show, the whole thing's available on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Now, no, back to the manufacturing wins wars thing. I know this is something you already know. But let's just make sure we we remind everyone of this. The United States of America, yes, we had brave men dying all over the world and doing amazing things that, that, that won us that war. But what really won the war, not just for America, but for the world, was the fact that America could simply churn out planes and tanks and ships at a rate that no other nation could possibly match. Even if you were better than us at the beginning of the war, and many of them were. Japan had a better Navy than we did at the beginning of the war. Germany had a better Air Force. that that We were not top dog at the beginning of the war. But wars wear things out. Things don't last. Things get shot. Things get blown up. Things get damaged. How can we replace them? Oh, I don't know, boss. We can't. We can't make that bomber again. It's going to be a month. Really? Because America just made 10 yesterday. That's how we won the war. We don't make things here anymore. I mean, you can, it's what blows me away. And it's it's, honestly, if I'm being frank with you, it's something I struggle with, with the China America relationship today, because I have always been such a freedom, free market guy. And I still am. Obviously, I want, I want, believe in freedom. I believe in the free market. But you cannot, cannot be so loyal to the free market that you allow your arch enemy to take all of your manufacturing and move it to their soil? Oh, can you imagine? And no, I don't think we're about to be in a hot war with Russia and China. I mean, you and I had better hope we're not about to be in a hot war with Russia and China. Everyone in the world better hope because of of the weapons involved now. Remember, the weapons now are just terrible. World War II, that's slingshots compared to what they have now. It's true. It's terrible. But let's just just say we did. How are we going to produce those battleships again? How are we going to produce those aircraft carriers that won the war? Those B-17 flying fortresses. Later on, the super fortresses, the one that dropped the bombs on Japan. How are we going to produce those again? It is a national security issue. It is a big, big, big deal. Dear Kelly, I know you're a student of history. Just curious your thoughts about what could go wrong during a land war with Russia in the winter time? Oh, I don't know. The last army that did that was one of the greatest armies ever built, Hitler's Nazi army. That was a juggernaut of an army virtually annihilated because of the Russian winter and with all due respect to those dirty communists who fought pretty well and the army before that was Napoleon's and they were quite literally eating each other on the way out in the winter time it is these people who and I understand why Americans do this well so oh, let's just go kick the crap out of Russia we'd own Russia go look at a globe I want you to honestly look at a globe because people think we've somehow superseded geography with with our technology today. We have not. You need tires, tanks, boots on the ground. People forget about the vastness of places like Russia. How? Look, go look at how many Americas you could fit within Russia, and America's big. Really, really, really big. All right. Peter Ducey had another great exchange. We'll play that for you. I get to some more emails, some more phone calls. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly show, final hour of the Jesse Kelly show. And another reminder, tomorrow is an Ask Dr. Jesse Thursday, because we're moving studios Friday. Oh, and you know what that means? That means history segments are coming back. Gonna try to mix those in as often as humanly possible with the extra time. So tomorrow's an Ask Dr. Jesse Thursday. Email your questions into Jesse at Jesse Again, ask me anything. They don't have to be political. The whole show's your your questions. Whatever you want to ask, it's fine. You know another midget movie we forgot? In case you missed it, the whole show's available on IR, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. We were talking about midgets earlier, and we were talking about that guy, Peter Dinklage, the actor who struck gold. He got the midget role in Game of Thrones, so now he's rich and famous. And now, of course, he's dogging on the new Snow White movie because they're having seven dwarves. And that's kind of where this conversation came from. So, of course, we started listing our favorite midget movies. You know what we didn't list? The Man with the Golden Gun. Now, I work with two children who are in their 20s, so they won't even know what that is. But I grew up watching James Bond movies with my old man. Now you know what I'm talking about, right? And there's this one where there's this great assassin. And, of course, you're not going to believe this. His gun is golden. Chris, it's right up your alley. Maybe you could sell it. You know what? We're not going into that right now. But it's a good movie, and he has this little, uh, this just this little guy with him. I don't know. I don't know what the word is. I don't know what he was, but he wasn't very big. What, Chris? It'll be fine. It's going to be fine. You know what, Chris? Just go ahead and play the Federal Reserve Chairman if you don't mind.
1: Aye, 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 aye. I am the Frito Bandido. Hey, I like Fritos Corn Chips. I love them, I do. I want Fritos Corn Chips. I'll get them from you. Ay, 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 ay. Oh, I am the Frito Bandito. Give me Fritos Corn Chips and I'll be your friend. The Frito Bandito, you must not offend. Munch, munch, munchy, bunchy Fritos. Chris,
2: that was not the Federal Reserve Chairman. Chris, if you wouldn't mind, would you get serious for a second and play the Federal Reserve Chairman?
4: We'll make a decision whether to raise uh, the federal funds rate. I, I would say that uh, the committee is, uh, is of a mind to, to raise the federal funds rate at the March meeting.
2: That was the Federal Reserve Chairman saying we're not going to raise interest rates. And just so I, I know you understand this, but just so everyone is clear... High interest rates are obviously horrible for an economy. A dollar that is worthless, even worse for an economy. We are at a position now as a country, because of the coronavirus lockdowns, we printed eighty percent eight zero. Eighty percent of the money in circulation was printed in the last two years. We are going to face one of two things, and this is brutal, and it's not fun to talk about. I'm actually glad Chris screwed up and played the Frito Bandito song because this is ugly. I know that. I know it's ugly. We have one of two futures ahead of us. We have hyperinflation or we have crippling interest rates. And I need to be clear about this because our debt capacity – well, our debt is basically at capacity – and other countries no longer have the same faith they did before in the dollar and our ability to pay things back. There is not a third direction. Our future will be a dollar that is worthless or high interest rates. And I don't ever want to be the guy that sits here and talks about, well, just raise the rates. But the truth is they have to raise the rates. They have to. It's it's an economic certainty. They have to. There's not another way to go. And I know what that means for the economy. I know what it might mean for you. I I know. Believe me. I get it. I got loans myself. I I get it. I understand all the way. I get it. But there's not another direction. I, I do want to make sure everyone understands, though. This is why... I was so loud on day one when they announced even the possibility of locking down the economy, staying home, shutting down your business. It wasn't day two. It certainly wasn't month two. I was one of the few in this country who stood up, you remember it, and screamed from the top of my lungs You do not stop a $20 trillion economy, not for a virus not for a nuclear bomb, not for any reason. Every single thing you see around you, every good and service, everything around you is a result of the economy. It never stops. It is the heart of your country. You stop it, you're going to die. You can't just look at your economy and press pause because someone got the sniffles. That doesn't mean coronavirus doesn't exist. It doesn't mean you're cold-hearted or don't care about grandma or fat people or anyone else who's, who's uniquely in danger from coronavirus. That doesn't mean that. It means you have to understand risk versus reward. You have to. We should have been adults. Instead, we're a nation of children. Well, I, I take that back. That's not fair. We're led by children. We're led by hyper-emotional children. Oh, everyone panic. Everyone go home. Everyone. What? I saw a video today. I'm not going to play it for you because it's Ukraine's president and he's speaking in some foreigner language. It didn't sound like American, Chris, but either way, he he is out there and I got a translation of it. And he said, what we're not, he's he's talking about the Russia thing, but he said, look, what we're not going to do is we're not going to panic. Everyone's going to remain calm, ignore all the nonsense on the news. We're going to figure this out and take every day as it comes. That's what leadership sounds like. Oh, my gosh, go home so the hospitals aren't overwhelmed. that That's not leadership. That's what panicky children sound like. And it's grossly unacceptable. And what we're seeing now, this economic, gosh, <laughs> carnage, that's a result of all of it. You can't just stop your economy. Oh, and it actually is worse than that. We not only stopped our economy, we just started printing trillions of dollars and started passing trillion dollar bills through Congress. Remember, they were all COVID relief. Everybody was Mr. COVID relief. Got to pass this COVID relief bill. Okay. How's that look now? Everyone just got a 7% decrease in pay last year, looking to go up next year. Hope you didn't already spend that COVID stimulus check you got. Gosh, these people drive me crazy, man. Jay Steele the 3rd. This embarrassing story is from an old wrestling coach of mine. He was teaching a bunch of young guns a new move. As soon as, as as he's teaching, he spots another kid whispering to his friend. He rips them in front of any in front of everyone. Later the kid approaches him somber and apologetic, "Quote very sorry, sir. I was telling my friend what you were saying. He's deaf. Oh, gosh, that's terrible. Dear Kelly, wieners are not the best addition to mac and cheese. A can of corned beef hash cooked in a pan crispy is the superior option. You can additionally add onions and candied jalapenos. Now, nah, slow down. I'm not anti-corned beef hash. Let's not act like it beats wieners. If you've never had candied jalapenos, then you've never had... No, I've had... I I support you on the jalapenos. I support you on the hot sauce. Don't come on here. Look, I'm white trash. Don't you dare come on here and challenge the white trashness of mac and cheese with wieners inside of it. There's nothing better. I can't believe you haven't had it yet, Chris. I would have thought you'd been a wiener fan. Joaquin Phoenix in Pennsylvania, go. Kelly, we got
4: communist Marxist thugs
2: committing violent crimes in our streets. The destruction
4: of America is the goal that they seek. So, Jesse Kelly, here's your Hero 2020 gun now. Wait by the phone. We're sending someone over, bring you all the pepper balls you need. Your one man commie buster, go make it hard for them to breathe. It'll leave a welter too in a plume of noxious, burning, stinging fumes. There is nothing they can do. You got to stop them. The communist mind crime, the Marxist revolution working overtime. The communist mind crime. Hey, Jesse Kelly. United States of America they're going to destroy and undermine.
2: Outstanding my friend. Outstanding outstanding. Look Chris I'm sorry no one's writing poems about you. Mark in Idaho go.
4: Daniel Kelly I listened to your clip of the president talking about uh, going to Dearborn driving the EV and how much he enjoyed the Hummer. I was quite surprised I didn't realize he was traveling with the vice president. (laughs)
2: mark that's not that's not right mark that's not right you know what that's not even funny i'm not laughing i was laughing at something else someone tickled me or something (laughs) all right i'm I'm, I'm gonna play that joe biden audio again here in a second in case you missed it And, and we don't just do it to laugh but that's certainly one of the reasons we do it we do it It is amazing. That guy is president of the United States of America. In case you missed it, I'm going to play it in a second. And then I'm going to get to this Neil Young story. It's hilarious. And we're going to make fun of CNN. We still have headlines I didn't get to. It is a jam-packed show tonight. Oh, and one other thing. Go get your Eden Pure Thunderstorm package. They're selling a package right now. It's a package. It's not just one. We got an email today. Christy had this lady's email. I'm going to find it here in a second. We got an email today from a lady named Vicky to the show. And this is what she had to say about the, well, look, I'll let her speak for herself. Jesse, based on your recommendation, six months ago, I purchased three Eden Pures for our home. We loved them so much. We purchased four for each of our kids for Christmas. Today, I have purchased three more for our home. That's how great they are. How that little black box can make the air smell like an open window on a spring day is beyond me. It's magic. Thanks for the recommendation. Keep up the programming. I listen every day. Said I can use her name. That is verbatim. When I tell you these things are awesome, they're freaking awesome. They have a three-pack right now at EdenPureDeals.com. Code is Jesse3. Jesse's the number three. That gets you $200 off a three-pack. EdenPureDeals.com code JESSE3.
1: Jesse Kelly.
2: It is the Jesse Kelly show. And look, Chris, if you wouldn't mind once again, could you play the commander-in-chief before I get to this Neil Young story and the emails and everything else?
3: But uh, um, I uh, might point out you're... uh, when I went to Dearborn driving that, uh, you know, it uh, was up there. I don't know, man. It. it uh, I think the press thought I was crazy. I enjoyed it so much going up and uh, your new EV factory and, uh,
2: and that, uh, that Hummer. You know what I wish? I just had this thought. You know what I wish? I wish I could do impressions. You remember that? Who's that comedian who got famous for doing the John Madden impressions? What's his name? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, oh, gosh. Some Someone's screaming at the radio. Like a million people are screaming at the radio right now. His name. I'll come up with this name. Okay. But somebody who could do just great impressions of everyone. How hilarious would it be to do Joe Biden impressions? Gosh, it would be good. It would be good. I mean, I guess in hindsight, I probably shouldn't have announced on the air that I can't do that. But but look, we'll, we're working on our honesty here on the show. Spotify to pull Neil Neil Young's music after the artist's objections to Joe Rogan. Kids, pull up a chair. It's time for another talk with Daddy Jesse. All right? There is an employment rule. It is employment rule number one. Number two, there are several employment rules out there. I've told you them before. We'll get to them another time. But this number one is not deniable. It is number one and number two is a distant second. Alright? And nothing else matters if you fail at number one. That's why everything else is a distant second. Are you, right? you ready for this? Everyone, pay attention. Young, old, well I don't have to tell old people. Old people already know. Kids, make sure your talent outweighs your baggage at all times. You know who has baggage? Everyone. Everyone has something. I mean, my goodness, I have loads of it, right? I have loads of it. Chris is a burden, right? Everyone has baggage. Make sure your talent outweighs it. If you're selling RVs like I did for quite a while, trying to make a living, if you're selling RVs and you're the number one salesman in the office every month, you want to show up on Friday, 15 minutes late for work, a little disheveled, looks like you had one or two too many butt heavies the night before, You're not getting in trouble. Hey, sure, yeah, head to your your desk, Bob. Go sell us some more. Appreciate you. If you've been dead last in sales for a few months in a row, you best be there early and have the coffee warmed up by the time the boss walks into the office. Make sure your talent outweighs your baggage. This is something aging musicians seem to struggle with. Joe Rogan's controversial, and Joe Rogan's controversial because Joe Rogan happens to interview people who tell the truth. Joe Rogan's controversial. You know what else Joe Rogan is? Profitable. Joe Rogan makes Spotify a fortune. But you're Neil Young. You're 9,000 years old, sure, but you've spent a lifetime playing music Up on a stage, the lights are pointing at you, the crowd's cheering, the pretty girls are in the front row. I love you, Neil. Everywhere you go, can I have your autograph, Neil? Can I have a picture, Neil? Neil, we want you to come to our award show. Neil, Neil, Neil. And so because that's how you've lived your life, you have acquired ego baggage. The problem is now, Neil, you don't make any money for Spotify. Spotify makes business decisions. Oh, well, I'm looking at the bottom line here. Neil Young just gave us an ultimatum. They said we can have Neil Young's music or we can have Joe Rogan. Let's see. Joe Rogan has one of the biggest programs of any kind, radio or TV in America. Deal. Neil Young's last hit was during the Vietnam War. I think we're going to go with Joe. Bye, Neil. And honestly, that's not about Neil Young. That's for all of us. That's for all, no matter what your profession is. Honestly, I, I made, I, I was talking about RV sales, but it doesn't matter if you're in construction. I'll, look, I'll be honest. My old man, you know, my, my parents started a construction company about the time I left and joined the Marine Corps. It ended up taking off. They had a real nice life and retired and they're doing great now. But my dad would always teach me things about, or try to teach me things. I wasn't that great of a learner about management and things like that. And I'll never forget, one of our guys got busted the night before. I mean, it's construction. You can have guys a little rough around the edges. That's just part of that's part of the way it works. Guy got busted the night before. I forget what it was, DUI or something like that. And he was in jail. And I'm, I'm sitting there, idealistic, you know, Jesse. Very, very, very down the line, Jesse. Well, Dad, are you going to fire him? And he looks at me like, I'm an idiot. He said, fire him? No, I'm going to bail him out of jail. I said, what? Why? He said, He's the best pipe layer we have. When you when you when you lay pipe, when you lay that's what we did water and sewer line, it's not the easiest thing in the world. Not just anyone can do it to have it perfectly on grade and and make sure there aren't any leaks when you test the line. It may sound easy to lay pipe. Laying pipe can be hard. It can be really, really hard. If you're really good at it, you get bailed out of jail. If he was the 16-year-old gopher who was fetching nails all day long and he tripped half the time and he's texting with his girlfriend when he should be working and he gets a DUI the night before, well, call someone else, son. Don't call me. I'm busy. I'm working. I know that sounds unfair. That's why my kids aren't allowed to use the word fair. Life's unfair. Make sure your talent outweighs your baggage at all times. That is a critical lesson Neil Young forgot. Now Neil Young's music won't ever be heard on Spotify again because he forgot who he was. All right? All right. I'm going to get to this Peter Doocy audio here in a second. I want to remind everyone if you miss any part of the show, I can't imagine you would, but if you miss any part of the show, the whole thing's available on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes on iTunes. Leave a five-star rating and leave a review Talking about how handsome I am. It makes me laugh. Don't shake your head, Chris. All right, I'll play this Deucey audio for you next. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Gosh, I'm so excited for tomorrow. I feel like Christmas is coming early, Chris. Ask Dr. Jesse Thursday. That's a rarity, man. That's a rarity. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Get your questions in. Chris, if you wouldn't mind, you see... We now have an interesting thing going on here with this Supreme Court opening. Justice Breyer is retiring. We talked about it in the first hour. Of course, they talked him into it or bribed him into it. So he'd get out now before Democrats lose the Senate. Hey, if you're going to retire soon, get out now, buddy, so we can replace you. Well, Joe Biden, because this is all they do now, Joe Biden had already committed back in 2020 that it's got to be a black woman on the Supreme Court. Well, I don't know if you remember, but... There aren't that many black women around to choose from. I'm sure there are some black judges, but he made that same commitment to pick a vice president, and that's why he's stuck with Dome. There is a – I don't want to call it a conspiracy theory. That word's so overused. There's a theory out there that Joe Biden could possibly put Dome up to sit on the Supreme Court. Could you imagine Vice President Harris moving to be a Supreme Court judge? He asked her. When you were asked about the vice president possibly being selected as a Supreme Court
4: nominee, you said you're not going to speak to any considerations. Does that mean she is being considered?
5: Uh, Again, Peter, I'm not going to speak to uh, the reports of a Supreme Court justice retirement that hasn't been announced.
2: Okay. Pretty noncommittal. And I would admit the first time I heard it, I thought, oh, gosh, here we go. It's getting a little too cute. But, boy, I could argue for it. Couldn't you? We all know Joe Biden and Dome hate each other. They hate each other. Okay? We all know Dome is ambitious. There's nothing, quite literally, nothing Kamala Harris won't do in order to advance her career. She's proven that time and time and time and time again. So, how do you fix this problem? Democrats can't have her leading the ticket. Frankly, they shouldn't have her on the ticket at all. And they know that. They're well aware that Kamala Harris has the popularity of Ebola virus. So you can't get rid of her now. Uh, what do you do? Well, promote her, throw her on the Supreme Court. Could she get through a confirmation process? Maybe. I mean, the, the problem for Dome is this she's an idiot. And there's not a lot she can do about that. I, I realize that she has certain assets, and she's used those to maximum effect to advance her career, but she is a moron. Remember that article that came out recently about her staff? She had all these staffers quitting, and one of the staffers came out and flat out said, it's it's horrible, we get all this prep work done for her, so she, she, so she sounds boned up on the issues, and you'd think Kamala would be all down to be boned up, right? So she sounds boned up on the issues, only... She won't bone up. She, she won't do the reading. They'll, they'll present her with all this reading and she won't do it. And then she ends up sounding like a moron every single time she gets interviewed. Okay, well, that's one thing when you're vice president and you can just do that. ha 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 Anyway, um, you can't do that if you're a Supreme Court justice. Even the nutball communists on there, even the morons like Sotomayor, even they have to sound smart. And use a bunch of fancy legal words and stuff like that. Kamala Harris Kamala Harris can't sound smart when asked basic questions that even Chris could answer. Wrap your mind. What, Chris? I was paying you a compliment. Did that not come off that way? That's what I was trying to do, pay you a compliment. <laughs> Let's get to some emails. Dear Oracle. Hey, Jesse. You've made many references to how important truckers are. And up here in Canada, they have risen. I have never seen anything like it, and a lot of American truckers are set to join us. The trucker convoy across Canada is estimated at 70 kilometers. Oh, you dirty Canadians. He does put in parentheses 40 miles. I'm kidding. Already, and it just got going. The movement has raised millions of dollars and making so many people up here feel proud again. They say the revolution won't be televised, so hopefully people are paying attention. God bless you. Well, that's why I read this email on the air because it's not being publicized it's being buried but I'm telling you right now understand your grocery store my grocery store wherever you shop you know how many days worth of groceries they have three and that sounds crazy to you it sounds crazy to me full disclosure Chris brought me that stat a couple days ago and I I thought he was an idiot well I mean I always think that but I thought he was wrong and I looked it up he's right because when you walk into the grocery store, you're an American. I'm an American. All we've ever known is plenty. I mean, and I realize you may be in a difficult financial situation, but when you've walked in a grocery store your entire life, the stocks, the the stocks, the shelves are stocked. They're, they're packed. That's all you've ever known. That's all I've ever known. Three days. Three days. You'd like to imagine in the back, there's these vast stores with weeks and weeks worth. Three days. Guess how all those goods get to your grocery store. Every single one of them. Not one of them is Ubered into your grocery store. Not one of them is dropped by plane into your grocery store. Unless you're in some kind of special situation, I would venture to guess there's no train tracks right by your grocery store. Every single item on your shelf, on my shelf, it got off a truck. And and I've used this example before. Look around you right now, as as long as you're not driving. But, I mean, that applies too. Look around you right now. Everything you see, everything, was on a truck at some point in time. The truckers are the hidden power out there, Canada and America. If truckers are going to stand up and fight, truckers have the power to break the government. They do. I know that sounds crazy. Truckers in America can break the American government. Truckers in Canada can break the Canadian government. They are the ones that provide everything. If the truckers actually stand up, and it looks like in Canada they are standing up right now, Man, that would be awesome. And God bless every one of you Canadians. God bless every one of you truckers up there and you American truckers who are thinking about joining them. I, I It's not like I can do anything for you but cheer. But just know we're cheering. We'll cheer for you. We'll pray for you. Go get them, patriots. Make these tyrants feel pain. Make tyrants feel pain. It's the only thing tyrants understand. There is no humanity left. Someone like Joe Biden... He heartlessly stepped up to the microphone and fired every single unvaccinated healthcare worker in the country. Joe Biden, Joe Biden decided to take life saving monoclonal antibody treatments away from people and murder them in Florida. There is no heart, no soul left. The only thing that person understands is pain, economic pain, and the truckers can bring it. You think Joe Biden's unpopular now? If American truckers get involved in this and this bare shelves Biden thing catches on and Americans start showing up and there's no peanut butter and there's no bread and where's the eggs? I need ground beef. I need milk and Americans can't find it. You think Joe, Biden, Joe Biden's approval levels are, are low now? They're about to be lower than Kamala Harris. That's the truth. That is the truth. The truth is the truckers hold the power. And I know how many truckers listen to this show. Well, I think I know. I know the number is a lot. If you can do it, join them. Join them. You must hurt tyrants in order to stop the tyranny. There's not a second way. All right. We have to get to this story about cinema and mansion. Remember, cinema and mansion, they need their votes to replace this justice. What are their plans for that? Oh, I'll tell you those plans, and then we'll get to headlines I didn't get to here in just a second. Let's talk for just a quick moment, though, about companies. I just brought up Joe Biden and his mandate and whatnot. How many companies out there have made you sick to your stomach over the course of the last two years? There have been a lot. I know there have been a lot. And I know you've seen the things Verizon and AT&T and T-Mobile have said. I I know you have. I have. And I'm not judging you if you have those companies because I've had all of them. They all have still, they all have some of my money still. But that's an automatic payment every month. And you could switch to Pure Talk and not fund a company that hates you. And you could do it by phone. And Pure Talk's customer service, they're all Americans. It's based here in America. And they're all Americans when you talk. It's just a quick phone call. You want to keep your phone, keep it. Keep your number, keep it. You want a new phone, they have it. And you save a bunch of money. The average family saves 800 bucks a year. I mean, tell me why you wouldn't switch. And they're, on the same na- and they're on the same network as one of those big guys. Right now, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. That's pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk.
1: Miss something? There's a podcast. Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found. The Jesse Kelly Show.
2: It is the Jesse Kelly Show. If I sound like I have a little extra pep, it's because I'm so excited. We're moving into this new studio, which doesn't really mean anything to you, except for history is coming back. Not every show, obviously, I don't have time to do that kind of prep work for every show. But I'll do a separate history podcast. You don't have to worry about missing it. Okay, I'm gonna once I do one. I'll tell you about it endlessly, so you won't miss it. It'll be on a separate feed, probably, but it'll be. We'll, we'll make it easy. We'll make it easy. So, and yes, those will also be family friendly. You can listen with your kids. No bad language. No nothing like that. Uh, th- they may be a little violent sometimes because we're going to do v- battles and wars, and and I'm not going to change that. But no, no perverted stuff. No bad language. None of that stuff. So that is coming tomorrow. Ask Dr. Jesse Thursday, because Friday's the move, and they're moving all the fancy radio stuff. Again, I won't be moving anything. <laughs> I'm too important. I'll be, what, Chris? I'll be pointing stuff out and whatnot. I'll put this here. Hurry up. Someone grab me up here. You know, that's how I'll be moving. That's how I'll be moving. But email your questions to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I was just talking to the fellas during the break. We're going to get Hot Pockets. I already talked to I already what? Chris, I already talked to management. They're getting us get this a full-size fridge, like the one you have in your house. We thought we were just going to have like a mini beer fridge. We're going to get a full-size fridge and we're going to have some of the meatball and mozzarella hot pockets, Chris. Those are underrated. Those are underrated. We need some of the regular pepperoni and cheese hot pockets. I don't want the ham and cheese. Chris clearly is not going to go for the ham and cheese for obvious reasons. I kind of binged on those a little bit when I was younger. And to this day, if I smell one, I'll be honest, it gets me a little sick. We need pizza rolls. We need, um, we have to figure out how to make Kraft Mac in there. I don't know how to make Kraft. Well, we'll figure something out. We'll, we'll figure something out. Well, we need frozen pizzas. We need, we're we going to have all the good stuff. All the good stuff in our studio. Do you see this? Liberals who harassed cinema and mansion now need them to push through Biden's Supreme Court pick. That's from my friend Libby Evans at uh, the Post Millennial, and this is, honestly, I'm going to get to headlines I didn't get to in just a second, but this does bring up an interesting thought. I meant to get to it earlier, but I'm disorganized and I lack focus, so I'm only getting to it now. Remember when Cinema and Mansion, when they needed Cinema and Mansion to try to pass Build Back Better, it's so stupid, I hate even saying it, but when they needed it to pass Build Back Better, Cinema and Mansion weren't a million miles away from saying yes. There were just some parts of it that they were an absolute no on. But instead of tempering it, instead of hey, let's cut this part out, let's bring Mansion on board, let's bring Cinema on board, the communists instead couldn't help themselves and they dispatched their little communist street groups. Remember, Cinema went in to drop a deuce at the at the university and they sent some uh, activists in there to scream at her when she was on the crapper. Do you remember that, Chris? You remember? It's crazy. What? We can talk like that. It's fine. Remember Joe Manchin? His houseboat? He lives in a houseboat, which is kind of cool, by the way. He lives on a houseboat in D.C., and they sent kayakers out to the back of his houseboat to shout at him. Okay? They ended up making Joe Manchin so mad, and they wouldn't stop these harassment tactics, and Joe Biden wouldn't stop them. In fact, he encouraged them that Manchin said on camera, hey, look, they're not going to stop with this. I'm out then. Uh, You know. Up, up y'all! Up y'all! Well, now you need Kristen Cinema and Joe Manchin. And remember, Democrats don't have some large supermajority in the Senate. They need 50 votes, five zero, to get the Supreme Court pick through. How radical can Joe Biden's pick be? Because the fact remains, Joe Manchin is still a senator that has to get reelected in very red West Virginia. Thanks, Obama. Kristen Cinema has to get reelected in Purple Arizona. If you think you can put some Fidel Castro clone up there, you may not get their support. And as they've already shown, you're not going to bully them into it. Wild, right? All right. And now here's a headline. Go, you know the, you know the thing. Headlines we didn't get to. CNN's Jim Acosta compares ridicule he endured from Trump to physical abuse. Honestly, what is it with weenie men in this country bragging about being weenies? It's one thing to be a weenie. You can't do anything about that. It's quite another to be proud of it. Golly, what a dork. Three Biden administration negotiators leave team working on the Iran nuclear deal because Biden is being too soft. Wrap your mind around this. Biden picks negotiators to work with Iran and they're horrified by how soft Joe Biden is. Oh, man, the Israelis are so invading. Fox News special report outlines fresh questions on what Fauci and the government knew about the COVID origin. I think, look, look I know I don't talk about it enough because there's not enough time to talk about everything. But we don't talk enough about the fact, Dr. Fauci, there's a lot of evidence that points to the fact he knew where this thing came from. From the very beginning, and possibly even had a hand in creating it? Yeah. Milwaukee wants to punish automakers for cars too easy to hijack. Isn't it amazing how communism, they, they pick different words, and they pick different methods, but in the end, it all just comes down to destruction. It's all just a religion of destruction that's what it is and domination it is it is it's something White House touts small business boom, but most owners are st- or still report they're struggling yeah, small businesses have been wiped out in the last two years. oh don't get me wrong though Amazon will own everything that'll go well Debt is up two trillion dollars in one year under Joe Biden. I'm not going to spend any more time on this. I know no one cares about the debt. I just will once again say as the old saying goes trees do not grow to the sky. This does have an end date on it just because you've never seen it in your lifetime and I've never seen it in my lifetime doesn't mean that day isn't coming and uh oh when it gets here. Pfizer begins clinical trials for the Omicron-specific COVID-19 vaccine. That's awesome, Chris. Just in time for the next vaccine to come out. These freaking people, gosh. All right, if you missed any part of the Jesse Kelly Show, the whole thing's available on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Tomorrow, tomorrow is an Ask Dr. Jesse Thursday. We normally do those on Friday, but it's Thursday. Get your questions in right now to Jesse at Jesse Kellyshow dot com. Jesse at jessikellyshow dot com. That's all.